it seems pretty good pretty good or good or, or good Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode 9 and my name's Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with DJ Mandolini. That is me, hello. And Randall Nolary. Hey everybody. And how's everybody doing today? You guys ready to talk about some video games? I sure am, Kevin. <laughs> oh wow. I'm also prepared to, to speak on video games. That is more energy than we've ever had. DJ's so. coming in hot. Let's go. <laughs> he heard, he, heard he had, had the hot, coffee. He heard he had the hot mic. <laughs> <laughs> getting in there all right so uh yeah we're uh i think last week we mentioned we were going to veer from the uh format a little bit from doing a game each week and uh i talked about doing uh, a game each month so we can uh kind of just you know follow our follow our gut follow our instinct and uh you know just kind of what we're feeling like playing throughout each week and and have that one thing that we're going to follow up on at either the end of the beginning of the month and we'll we'll touch on what that game is going to be for the month of july at the end of the episode here Jeez. but uh what's that <laughs> I just said yes. <laughs> That's a reason Perfect. to stay tuned. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll just uh, start things off right off the bat. Uh, I think one of the few games that, and even though we didn't decide to play this, uh, I mentioned that I was playing some uh, 20XX this week, uh, which I think, Randy, I think you and I bought this. Uh, uh, we were like just talking and looking through the eShop one day. Uh, Many moons ago. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, oh, let's pick this up. And it's just been sitting on my Switch. And <laughs> and if you're not familiar with the game, it's kind of like a uh, Mega Man X themed roguelike. You know, it's it's very similar in format if you've played something like Dead Cells or uh, not quite as in-depth or like Rogue Legacy or something like that. And that doesn't have quite as uh, deep of a skill tree or anything like that as far as like your permanent unlockables. but. Right. kind of have like a some permanent upgrades that you can get or some items that you can unlock that you can then find within your your individual runs but uh yeah it's essentially just like uh you know it's not exactly Mega Man X but I mean you you essentially you have Nina who's your main character who is essentially you know Mega Man X or yeah. uh, does Mega Man have a name is oh, his, his name, name is Mega X. Man his name is just X I okay believe so um i should probably know that but <laughs> but uh and then you have a zero-esque character that you can play as uh named ace um which is a more melee focused character there's a few different weapons you can grab power-ups uh, and whatnot but i i've been having and just a fucking blast playing this game like the the movement uh you know my, well, my first thought when i started playing this game and not to not to just bash dead cells and i and i really enjoyed my time with dead cells to a degree but uh but this game like I don't understand why a game like Dead Cells gets so much hype and this game kind of flies not under the radar. I, I was aware of it back when it came out on PC um, and have had my eye on it for a while. And once it came to Switch on a console, I think it came to consoles at the same time, uh, like Sounds Switch right. and everything at the same time. Yeah. Um, and it was something that I've had my eye on for a long time and I uh, was happy to finally be able to pick it up since I don't have uh, a good PC or uh, just like computer gaming setup. Um, but I still feel like this is a game that doesn't really get talked about, but yet it still, to me, has those same just like really great movement, like fluidity of movement and, oh, yeah. and just has like, it just feels great to play in the same way that Dead Cells feels great to, to move around and run around and, um, you know, mow down enemies. So I, I was just kind of just puzzled 
Go, go ahead, yeah, DJ. I mean, I wonder if it's because, like, it's pretty apparent that it's a clone of, like, Mega Man. I think, personally, when I saw it for the first time on the shops, I was just like, okay, this is trying to be Mega Man. Right. And, like... Another one of I, those. Yeah. 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 It, it made it seem like, oh, it's trying to be this, and so it, it's trying to live up to this, and but it's going to be lesser, but that's not really the case. Like, it's not how I felt as I was playing it. Um, and, yeah, I did have a, I would say, a better time with this than Dead Cells. But I guess Dead Cells does have the benefit of, like, appearing like an original title. Well, I don't know. I mean, Dead Cells' original conceit was to be kind of like a, not necessarily like Symphony of the Night, but it, it's kind of going for a little bit of that Castlevania, like, explore the castle, and, like, you have these different paths that you can take. But right. I, I think that's kind of what they were going for. I could be could be wrong. I can't speak <laughs> speak for the developers, certainly. but. I think that's maybe a little bit, you know, a lot of these roguelikes, I feel like have a little like, you know, even Rogue Legacy, which we mentioned as well, is like kind of a Castlevania ish themed thing. So I, I feel like a lot of them kind of take a, a game or a genre or a series or whatever and kind of flesh it out into like what what's good about that? What feels great about that? And some are successful, some not so much. But I, I really feel like 20XX hits the mark like, you know, your dash mechanic and uh you know, just like in Mega Man X, you can dash, you can do like a dash combined into a jump to clear some longer gaps. And you can right. even wall jump. You can oh, even yeah. do that dash jump off of a wall, um, which I didn't realize at first. But there was some gap. I was like, how can I clear this? Like, this is impossible to clear without taking damage. And then I realized, oh, I can just dash off of the wall into a jump. And it, it just feels great to zip around. And uh, and one thing that I will agree with DJ on, we were playing a little bit of the co-op earlier. Yeah. And uh, which is another cool feature although i can't say i was as hot on the co-op aspects of this game uh, which we can get into in a little bit but um one ah, fuck i totally forgot what i was gonna say i did want to add one more element as far as we're, we're talking about this being you know you know another Mega Man game or a Mega Man clone but uh, some context to keep in mind is they announced this in 2014 to be a kickstarter and during that time there were no Mega Mans. capcom forgot that Mega Man existed for a long time so for this game to come along and kind of fill that gap of being the new Mega Man X, I think people were rightly excited. Uh, and it seems like it's kind of hit the mark. It didn't come out until 2017. But yeah, I've enjoyed what I've played as well. Yeah, and it's it's also I will say that a lot of those Mega Man ish games or Mega Man ish clones like tend to lean towards the NES Mega yeah, Man games. Definitely. Um, where there's not as many of like the X style you know, and I really like the option to play with like the the ace character who's more melee. Yeah, uh, there's like a nice like arc to the uh, the little like light blade kind of thing that you have. Right. Uh, saber thing. And there's different. You can get like a long like spear and a bunch of different starting weapons. Like you can get like a spread attack for Nina, which is more, you know, that you can still charge and everything like that. And I think there's even a few unlockable characters. I was looking online. Oh, I really? didn't want to spoil myself too much, but. I, I remember when I got it, it was on sale because there was like a new character that they had added. Yeah. But I don't know how you go about unlocking them and whatnot. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, just like, uh, you know, uh, oh, that's what this is what I was going to say before. Um, DJ and I were talking about how the boss battles are sometimes maybe maybe leave a little bit to be desired. They do. Uh, there's the same like eight or nine bosses that you have to beat every time they they're weaker to different enemies, power ups and stuff, just yeah. like in Mega Man. Although you don't I don't find myself utilizing that all that much. Um, I just kind of tend to go with whatever my blaster, or my main weapon is. Right. Um, but I, I think that 
I tend to, and this is just in general anyways, I, I tend to enjoy the like platforming and precision, precision jumping and, and just the kind of finesse elements of, of exploring the levels and whatnot. And, and not just in this game, but just in games in general yeah. um, that present those kinds of challenges. Like I prefer the acrobatics and whatnot, as opposed to just like beating a boss. And I, I mean, like there, I've definitely, there's tons of cool bosses I've played in games that have like some different elements and there's cool bosses in this game where you have to kind of like it'll spawn like there's like a ice penguin that spawns like three ice blocks that will then um spears like ice spears will spawn either from the ceiling the floor the wall or either of the two walls and you have to then like quickly use those ice blocks that spawn to block the spears from the direction they're coming in otherwise you can't dodge them oh wow um so there's like some some cool ideas in the boss fights but I just think they tend to be a little on the easy side, at least on the standard difficulty. Yeah, I guess uh, my issue with the bosses was more so when we were playing co-op, because it seemed like we were just plowing through them really quickly. See, I feel like it's the same on on single player a lot of times, too. I don't know how much you've played. You played just a few I mean, I've runs. just played when I've been at your place. So. <laughs> I feel like, like two, two or three runs. bosses pretty easily, too. With uh, Yeah, especially the first the normal few. attacks for what that's worth, kind of like you were saying. Yeah. And then so, yeah, after you beat a boss, you get a choice, which is kind of cool. You get a choice to either pick like each boss has a power up that's associated with them or you can pick yeah. like either like a nut, which is like the currency in the game. You get like 10 coins or whatever, and, or you can pick like a randomized power up, which, again, you can use your uh, I forget what they're called, like uh, chips, some kind of soul chips. chips, soul chips. Yeah. And there's certain enemies and bosses will give you these soul chips. And those are kind of like your cells. Or your that's like your currency that you use to unlock things like in the main game. Right. And then your the nuts that you collect are just to buy things throughout your run. So you find like little like totem poles that you can or not totem poles, but little like health uh vending machines, right. little um energy vending machines and uh there's shops that you can find there's little challenge rooms that are sometimes like don't take any damage or clear these three waves of enemies or um, to get a power up at the end of it or, you know, ri- you know, don't take any damage throughout this like obstacle course. It's It's got a lot of variety, um, even though, you know, the procedural generation doesn't get you as immersed in like the the worlds of the levels. You know, it, do- it does start to feel a little repetitive, but yeah, I don't know. Just just moving around feels feels so great. It feels so great to like clear these huge gaps and you can upgrade your speed and you can. You can then get going pretty quickly and clear these like huge jumps with your dash jump and yeah. wall jumps. It's I, I just yeah, I'm, I feel feel bad. I say this a lot, but I this is the most fun I've had playing a game in quite a while um, or since the last time I said that, at least I, I really am having a blast playing this game. Yeah, I think I was pretty sold on this on my first run. Like, I think on my first run, I had like multiple speed upgrades and a double jump. Oh, geez. And I was just breezing by these platforms and i don't know that said this before i like going fast Uh, (laughs) it feels good especially when the controls are tight you know you you can land the jump on the tiny like one not pixel but whatever there's like you know your character can just barely fit and you can stick that jump not every time but i mean you know you feel like you can um and that that's there's something to be said about that but uh I know I mentioned briefly like the co-op mode, which I was really excited about. That was one of the reasons I wanted to get this game is like, oh, it has co-op. And oh, not yeah. only that, but it has online, online co-op, yep. which is really great. But 
I do feel like I was mentioning to DJ, like we played one run like that. And I was like, you know, I, I don't know if I want to play another because it kind of like when I'm playing this game, I'm kind of dashing constantly and I'm I'm clearing these huge gaps, like the biggest gaps I can and just kind of breezing through. I mean, I'm, I'm clearing enemies. I'm looking for secrets. I'm looking for power ups. I'm right. I'm, I'm farming the levels a little bit, but I just like I really like that flow of things and like with all these like different platforms that like when you step on them they fall or when you um when you like activate this like a uh, little like spear thing and like you know when you when you come in its line of sight it'll shoot a spear out so like dj can easily dodge those if he's a little bit ahead of me but then i'm like in a weird timing on all the other jumps so it's right. like it's like it turns into a person who activates the thing but the person who's trailing that person it's it's a little too difficult to yeah i could see yeah that. it's it, it you can't get in that rhythm that flow state which is again like not to reuse another term that i use a lot but like that's something i really like when i play a video game is just like really getting into that whatever the flow state is for that particular game right i want to i want to be immersed in that and like this was really breaking it up and it was providing some some different and interesting challenges um, but it just didn't, it wasn't giving me those same like fluid feelings I was getting when I was playing, uh, the single player. Although I did really like how, you know, we can kind of go our own ways, you know, when there's some like hidden paths or whatever, cause the screen will just keep zooming out. Oh, um, that's, I was wondering how they handled that. Yeah, that was a cool, that was a cool way to so do it. So it doesn't split, of some- it just keeps zooming out yeah correct i don't know how far it would zoom out like i don't know if i stayed at the beginning of the level and if dj went all the way to the (laughs) end because some of these levels can get a little bit long so um uh and some segments where we were pretty far from each other and but it didn't seem to hinder yeah i was still able to stick the jumps these like tight precise jumps and it did get a little better when we would split paths because again we weren't triggering the same traps and enemies and stuff so um but yeah, I'm I'm just overwhelmingly positive on this game and I'm I'm chunking away at it and I still got probably a little ways to go and I'm I don't have any plans of <laughs> stopping playing this game anytime soon. So that's I regret awesome. not getting it when it was on sale. And now it's <laughs> the first thing I've added to my wish list on the Switch. So Beautiful. whatever that's worth. Beautiful. One and game uh on the wish you list. Have, yeah, do you have any more to <laughs> do you have any more to add uh on that end, Randall? Um, not a ton. I definitely haven't played it quite as much as you guys. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe I've put an hour in, so I just kind of wanted to see what the mechanics were about. Cause like you said, I've had this game sitting on my switch forever as well. Um, the only other thing that I'd note is even though I'd have somewhat of an easy time with boss battles, uh, it's interesting that you kind of keep your same health, even when you go back to your base area. So you have to spend, you know, the currency to regain your health uh, to continue on. So you can't do what I was trying to do, which was kind of like just run up and spam the bosses and kill them super quickly. Like there are consequences to that if you're not following the patterns. So that was my experience anyway. I see. Yeah, yeah. Your, your health is like, yeah, you don't like get a full recharge yeah. after the boss you're not battle. You're getting refilled afterwards to, to move on to the next level automatically. It's something you have to be conscious of and refill manually yeah you might get a few health pickups in like the chest that spawns right at the, after you kill the boss but it's only like you know two or three notches at most so exactly so yeah and uh yeah say otherwise yeah i don't think i've actually even made it like through a, a second level yet in my runs but my my time was kind of divided so i definitely want to play more of it 
you'll get there oh yeah <laughs> yeah i i will happily continue playing this game so we think we can wrap up 20xx there i mean i guess in the in the spirit of Mega Man clones yeah could, uh, yeah talk about venture kid go which, for it uh you you clued me in on uh it was on sale on the eShop. i think it's originally like 10 bucks but it's on sale for 750 and it looks like more of the more like nes style uh Mega Man games but i guess the aesthetic is maybe more a little battle kid ish oh yeah um, but you got your eight levels and you get like an ability after each one and once you beat all eight of the levels then you get access to the final fortress where the wily-esque villain is uh inhabiting um but yeah like it it feels very tight feels like Mega Man. it's maybe a little easier and it's a pretty like bite-sized game i'd say it only took two hours to beat it oh man um but yeah i mean i i've always enjoyed Mega Man games so i mean as a like a kind of a bite-sized version of that i mean it seemed to do everything i wanted and i think it was very clear like also you know after you beat a boss uh you get an upgrade and they're very clear about showing you like you know this is everything that this upgrade does like your boomerang upgrade will both you know attack an enemy but also grab items and you know the freeze mechanic will uh let you you know freeze an enemy in place but lets you jump on top of them without getting hurt that's cool um, stuff like that it's so. al- it's almost plays out like a little cutscene. like after you beat the boss I, dj showed me a couple quick levels and it's like you beat the boss and then you're like uncle helper or whatever is there to like give you your power up at the end and then you like run a little bit down the path and then like yeah it'll show like an enemy coming and you'll throw the boomerang at the enemy like you're not doing anything but the it just plays out a cutscene that like you'll kill the enemy and then on the way back the boomerang like scoops up the item so yeah it just, it just like, shows you shows you exactly what it does yeah. yeah right so not, it very cool. well implemented and like streamlined uh, and I was I was digging the music which we didn't mention t- about twenty XX I really like the music in that too Same. it just feels yeah, like super authentic to the Mega Man experience yeah. and uh, no different here with Venture Kid um, and there was a you were playing like a survival mode which seemed kind of cool um i know there's like a regular there's a few different difficulties and which didn't seem like there was much difference i think you had like one less hit like, point yeah it looks like uh yeah you've got less health and i think the bosses have more health but the levels themselves seem to play out the same um but but the yeah. survival mode was that you said they were like not randomly generated but maybe right you said it was just like playing out different chunks of levels and it was just like get as far as you can because at the end it was like most it said like levels completed five and then it had like a record for most which yeah it was and it wasn't even like one for one parts of levels i think it was you know they set up little chunks in the same aesthetic as some of the levels in the game but you know unique to those levels um but yeah it's just get through as many chunks as you can without Um, dying once right. right right yeah as soon as you die it like just gives you that essentially like a high score for how many levels you've beaten okay so yeah it essentially is like you're just playing one screen's worth of a level okay that's interesting yeah it was it seems like a cool way to like i don't know add a little value to that like oh if you had fun playing the campaign and you still like you know messing around with the mechanics like try to i I get suckered into sometimes of those like high score chasing things so yeah i can't say that i'd get you know, I'd play it for days on end, but 
yeah it's that's that's the thing that the mega mega man legacy uh collection games also have and yeah those are those are nice touches how does this compare difficulty wise to the the old school 8-bit mega man games i so i do think it's easier like i found myself using my you know regular blaster uh like most of the game and oh wow okay and i feel like it wasn't until um that the like the final fortress where i was getting like multiple game overs in a level so i think for the most part you know a level will take you like five to ten minutes okay but you know some of the later ones you fuck up like i did uh maybe a little longer on those sure all right how how do you feel like you come down on the hole do you would you recommend this game or do you feel like not not that you have to like endorse it or (laughs) say it sucks but like it was so it was definitely a good time i mean i guess like it's a question of like how much are you willing to spend for a game that's not that long and like you know paying 750 like i'm fine with that uh originally like being ten dollars you know maybe some people you know feel like that's that's fine maybe some feel like that's not enough for or that's too much for the amount of time they're getting i mean it's you know person by person but yeah you know in terms of like i definitely had a really good time playing it yeah and to me to me that still seems pretty fair i mean for i think we've talked about this before but like you want to go see a movie in a theater it's like 12 15 bucks yeah for real for about two hours of entertainment so like you know a a ten dollar game that only lasts two hours i mean if i have fun for two hours i I can't say that i have had fun for two hours at every movie oh god no so yeah and um, and you can replay it whenever you want you've already purchased it at that point versus a movie is a one-time thing in that way yeah yeah and not ever not to say that every game is replayable but yeah you you have access to that whereas yeah if right. you go to the theater you can't just be like you know what i think i want to go see that again tomorrow <laughs> i think i'll pop back in <laughs> so yeah there I, I don't know yeah for me that's like you know again not everybody's v- level or everybody's uh the value of money is different for every person so right. <laughs> I, I don't want to say like oh 10 bucks is a, just cheap you know but you know, for me, it's that seems like a valuable. If I had a good time for two hours, ten bucks seems. Oh fair yeah, to me. I'd rather have a compact experience that was well thought out the whole way through than something that's fluffed out a couple extra hours to get me more quote unquote value for the money. Right, I'd rather have a tighter experience for yes, sure. Yes, absolutely. Right, which we were <laughs> talking about a little bit before with Uncharted, but we <laughs> we won't get into that <laughs> just yet. But uh. But uh, DJ and I have been gabbing on for a little bit here. Uh, did you have anything more to add to Venture Kid there, DJ? Or I think that's about it. Let's so pretty- keep it concise like the game. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Theme. Perfect. Uh, you want to you wanna take it away with something you've been playing this week, Randall? I want to gab about Super Mario Maker 2. Oh, lay it on me. Which yes, is not it is. In, it is not an indie game. <laughs> so, it's our this is our highlight indie game podcast. <laughs> but you can make kind of your own game kind of sort of in a way. Yeah, and it's like indie Mario. Sort well, yeah, especially with some of the crazy things folks come up with for levels and like the the win conditions are and a lot of times you know not not necessarily a, a mario game that you're playing it at some point you know 
these right. auto scrolling levels that have all kinds of crazy colors and cats and, and chomp, <laughs> chomps and yeah everything else going all at once and you have to miss this pixel so you can continue to live yeah there's a lot of that but i'm not a big fan of those levels but they are fun to watch um mm-hmm. but super mario maker 2 all that being said so i i bought the the wii u version back in the day and and played a bit of that but fell off pretty quickly but uh, same here yeah nintendo announced super mario maker 2 for switch um it was a good opportunity to jump back in anew and kind of see what they've done and they announced that there was going to be a story mode this time around with 100 nintendo created levels so that definitely piqued my interest uh on the front side to to grab this um, that is where I spent most of my time so far this week. This game just came out. Um, so again, haven't spent a ton, a ton of time, maybe, maybe two to three hours so far. Um, but most of that time in story mode, uh, where the conceit there is, you know, uh, princess peach's castle got destroyed. And now you as uh, builder Mario have to help the toads, uh, reconstruct the castle and you do that by collecting coins and doing jobs and the jobs are are always to complete levels and uh an easy level might only give you 50 to 100 coins a really difficult level you know you might get like 300 coins um you're also able to grab coins in those levels and kind of add that to your stash that you can then use to say all right uh i want to upgrade this part of the castle it costs now 700 coins so let me play a couple more levels so that i have that many coins to get the toads working on that uh and then kind of rinse repeat so so how is the difficulty of your levels evaluated um there's like this star system where it's like one to four stars at a glance that shows difficulty and well you're uh, you're talking about in the campaign though in the campaign so these are all like nintendo created levels and generally i would say it's it's been pretty on the mark for where they point the difficulty to and and what i end up playing where if it's if it's a four star difficulty it's probably a level that i'm not going to be able to beat just the first time through willy-nilly Okay. And are are you feeling like it's like are you are you feeling like you're playing a Mario game while you're playing these story levels or are you feeling like they're adding some of those win conditions um, into the mix or you feel uh, how does it feel? Does it feel like a story mode of a Mario game or is it not different? Not really. Uh it feels like the story mode of a of a Mario Maker game where they're like it really I think what they're trying to do is if it's somebody like me, and I think you guys might be in the same boat, where we're more attracted to playing the levels as opposed to creating levels. Although it's it's kind of a cool thing that you can create the levels. Um, that's not what I'm going to immediately jump to. Right, right. Uh, that's not where I'm gonna necessarily going to spend most of my time in something like this. Uh, although the tools are amazing. But no, I, in each level... You can definitely tell Nintendo's like, okay, in, in every level, we want to make sure there's at least one element that's kind of new that we're introducing to the player so they can see that this is an option when they go to create levels. That's, uh, you know, for example, there's these like claws that will, like, as you jump up, it'll grab you automatically. And then you can kind of move your control stick back and forth to gain momentum to kind of swing off that claw and keep going. Um, you know, and there's, there's a lot of just little things that are different than regular Mario. Um, 
you can grab multiple keys at once uh, because there might be like six doors that have, you know, that are locked. So you, you're going into different uh, warp pipes or tubes to, to go in these uh, little sections of the level to grab the keys in like a ghost house. Whereas, you know, in a normal Mario level, maybe there'd only be one key you'd have to find someplace. Right. So, um, or, you know, there's a win condition. You have to kill all the enemies in a given level. So there's there's a lot of, there's a ton, a ton, a ton of different options they have for, for different win conditions and stuff that makes it feel not quite traditional Mario, but because the gameplay itself is just like, they've nailed the mechanics of what Mario 3 or original Super Mario Brothers or um, in this one, they added Super Mario 3D World, which I love that game. And they've made it 2D, which is interesting, but it feels really good. Um, it's, it's mostly the new Super Mario Brothers Wii um, mechanics, but they've added things like Catsuit and it's just like a like an upgraded version of of that style yeah i was i was curious about number one the decision to do that because obviously it's not originally a 2d game right but then also like watching some of the trailers and stuff it, it looks like some of like the like when you're climbing in the cat suit and some of that stuff it looks like really slow and I, I don't know it just doesn't i already don't like how the new super mario brothers games control right um how it feels like that's the those are the only games that i don't like how it feels to control Mario that and Mario one, which I think is kind of what they're trying to emulate physics wise with those games. Yeah. Um, whereas like Mario three and super Mario world really give me like, you can, you can really finesse your jumps a little more in the air. Yeah. You just have a little more Mario's a little bit lighter. He's a little less weightier. Totally. Um, less floaty in those games. Yeah. And I, I saw for the, I I'm really not super into that. So, I mean, if, if super Mario 3d world, in 2d it feels just like the the new super mario brothers games that's definitely a little bit of a bummer for me it feels like that but it feels i don't know it feels just a little bit better and i I can't quite explain why maybe i just like the aesthetic of 3d world better too and that's just makes me more positive towards that theme uh because i agree the 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 new super mario style is definitely my least favorite amongst the styles that will crop up in this game um, yeah, I will. I will guarantee that if I m- get this game and make levels, I will never make a new Super Mario Brothers. Oh, level. same. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely going to be hanging out in Super Mario World and in Mario three. Just like yeah. you said, same deal. Yep. Although the original Mario, they've, they've done a good job. It, it almost it does feel the same. I played a lot of the original Super Mario Brothers, but I don't know. There's enough there where I don't know. It feels good in its own way, too. Once you get used to the the, the way the jump feels and the way the run feels in that game. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to completely devalue that game or anything, but I'm I'm just not a super big fan of of the original Mario Brothers yeah. or Super Mario Brothers, I should say. Right. Um, yeah, or how it feels. So, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't even met, like even even when it comes to just playing levels, I would I would probably only play Super Mario World or Super Mario three. Yeah. Themed levels. I definitely get more excited when, you know, I'm in story mode and just from at a glance when I'm selecting a quote unquote job to jump into a level, you can't really tell what the theme of that level is going to be. So then I select it and like, oh, yes, it's a it's a Mario World level. So I'm a little bit right. happier now. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, I'm going to beat right. all of these. But yeah, it's a style yeah. I like. It's it's yeah going to be better. Um, other new elements in this one that I'm appreciating so far is they've got uh, local and online multiplayer was not really a thing before uh, and co-op editing, which is kind of crazy. 
Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, the, the editing tool, and I, I played, I definitely played around in that a little bit too to make my first level, and it's it's robust. There's a lot going on. Uh, kudos to Nintendo for making something that powerful that's that easy to use, because that's, God, that had to be complicated to create. Uh, right, right, to, to make it so... Free. It's like, wow. right, right. And, and to make it so user friendly, yeah. super user friendly. Um, uh, what else? Oh, they added slopes, which weren't in the, <laughs> it's kind of crazy that like slopes are such a big thing to slide down the slopes, but that was not. Yeah. Take out all the Koopas or yeah. whatever, the, bu- the buzzy beetles. Yeah. Yeah. You can scroll in, in like diagonal directions with the auto scrolling stuff. Um, really practically anything you could think of that you'd want to do in a Mario level, I feel like is, is at your fingertips here. And, and now like you can post, well, this was the case in the original, uh, Mario maker as well, but you know, people are posting their levels online all the time. And yeah, it seems like it's, they have it set up to really easy, like tack your code in the corner Yep, and you know, your level code, like, you know, it's like a friend code kind of thing, 12 digit code or whatever and you can put the name in the top you know it seems like you can kind of take some screenshots or take some gi- like video or gifs or whatever and and set something up yeah and that's probably a better way of, of doing that because again the, the searchability is not great but they try i mean there's like a, a popular section and a highest rated and stuff like that when you go in there to download levels to play uh, yeah and but I, yeah, can, I can only effectively I can only, like unlimited mario levels so. Yeah, and I can I can only imagine there's like forums and stuff like that where you can seek if you really want to seek out what you can find in this game, you know, just go online. I'm sure definitely there are multitudes of people talking about, you know, what are what are some good levels to play? Absolutely. So kudos to Nintendo. They didn't even have to make something like this, but they did. And yeah, I'm I'm definitely happy to, to own it and will definitely be putting more time into this. I definitely feel a lot better. The fact that they did create levels to put in there because like they haven't made like a new 2d Mario game since like the super Luigi, which is like 2013. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. And I, I prefer the 2d Mario. So like, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, they're not just being like, Oh, well you guys make the levels. Like they're actually investing in, you know, developing some of their own. So, Oh yeah. And on top of that, I'll say too, uh, when you go into the level creator, uh, side, the, the make side, they call it, um, there's videos that play for every lesson. There's like basic and advanced and then like super, I forgot what the, the third section's called. That's even more advanced, but there's videos that go along with each one of them. And there's kind of like a back and forth dialogue that explains, you know, what you can do, what you probably shouldn't do to, to make well-crafted levels. So they really do a good job holding your hand in this one too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's one of the things that I'm most interested about is that like tutorial thing that they add. And I forget what it's called. There's, I I don't know if this is the same thing that you were just referring to. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but there's some kind of tutorial mode. And I think, yeah, it's set up like basic advanced this and this, but it's, it almost just like gives you some, a lot of insight, uh, into from what I've seen online. Again, I haven't played this game, but it seems like there's a lot of insight as to like what Nintendo's like actual design philosophies are when it comes to designing a level so i mean like if you're interested in in just game design in any capacity i think uh i think there's a lot of value in that i mean i saw i i heard about it because i saw some people posting on twitter and and just various places on the internet like 
I got more more value out of this tutorial than I did out of my college education, <laughs> like going, wow. you know, going to people who went to school for for video game design. Right. So that's why um, I, I, you know, I'm sure there's like a bit of an exaggeration in there and whatnot, but or a bit of hyperbole or whatever. It's well made, though. But like, but it's like I, I have seen a lot of people posting about how fantastic that little suite of, uh, you know, just learning how to design levels and, and why things work and why things don't work. Yeah. And why things make sense to the player and why things don't and how to make things make sense. And yeah, so on, so on and so forth. But oh, yeah. I, I'm really curious to see that. Tool. Yeah. And they right. didn't. Right, they could just leave you to your own devices and let let everybody make their super fucked up Mario Maker <laughs> levels. But but they're showing you how to make like actual Mario levels, which right. is really cool. And right. I, I am a little bummed to see that at least until now, you know, there's always the possibility for patches. But it looks like there's not the ability to make your own worlds or at least playlists of levels that you can say, "Hey, here's my like world that I put together." Yeah, that's, you know, a progressing series of levels or you know developing ideas on a theme or something like that i think that's something that this uh series is really lacking and i and uh i think that i I really thought that mario maker 2 was going to add that in i thought that was going to be kind of the main thing that they added in all honesty right so that that is something that honestly until i heard about this tutorial mode had kind of just been like you know i've got i've still got mario maker 1 if i want to mess around with making mario levels i've still got a pretty powerful tool at my fingertips there right um on the wii u but now that I know about this tutorial, I'm a little more, uh, or this like, you know, wh- whatever it's called, this like index of level design, um, I'm a little more interested. But yeah, I'm a little bummed. I-, I would really be intrigued by making my own like set of eight levels or something. Right. It doesn't oh, need to totally. be anything fancy. You don't need to let me make my own map, uh, although that would be awesome. Yes, but, it would be awesome. Uh, you know, I-, I understand that's w- adding another, you know, <laughs> another uh, complication to the design. but. It would be nice to be able to say, hey, I want to string these four levels together or these eight levels together. Right. Agreed. Yeah. And that's how I I remember playing the the Wii U version and, uh, you know, going on someplace like Reddit and some guy was like, here's the eight levels I made, but you have to download them individually and then put them in this order downloaded. And like you can sort of kind of play them in order that way. So that's what I did. But, yeah, it'd be a lot more streamlined if if they had something like you're talking about. Just like, here's my eight pack play it together this is my right or, game. or just let you like curate some levels or at least make your own playlist even if it yeah. isn't like putting them online as a set of levels yeah but like let me make a set of levels of my own yeah that i'm able to or just yeah like you said recommend but make it easy to do that like hey i want to set up and play these 10 levels with only five lives and set like like let you set some challenges for yourself yep um i, th- I think that would be something that could really expand this game but against uh um Nintendo's been great about, you know, patching games and, and keeping them updated and, and adding new features and stuff. So hopefully, hopefully they're paying. I've hear, heard a lot of people talking about wanting a feature like this as well. So, yeah. And this game's got a bunch of buzz already. So I'm, I'm sure they will stay on top of keeping this one up to date. Yeah. Cool. Well, to uh, well, to go from a total triple A Nintendo experience to a uh, more of a double a i guess an indie (laughs) indie nintendo experience i guess sort of um even though it's made by hal laboratories but dj and i got into playing the uh co-op some of the co-op levels of uh box boy and box girl oh yeah which uh came out on the switch a couple months ago um it's i think it's only 10 bucks normal price 
Um, and this is a series that I think there's three different games that came out on the 3DS, uh, the original just being called Box Boy, and they have continually, you know, just expanded on some of the ideas. And it's a, a pretty simple, or not, I shouldn't say simple, it gets a little tricky, but but a, a simple premise, uh, 2D, simple. Yeah, yeah, a 2D puzzle platformer, like, uh, with more of a focus on the puzzles than the platforming. You're really not doing any finessing of your jumps or anything like that. Um, it's all about, you yeah, know, you're, I mean, you're pretty heavy, so it's not like you can rely on. Yeah. Or even like they set up sections where like, you can't like fall down here and just like, just catch the edge of that ledge. Like you're, if you fall down that like drop, you're going to hit the spikes below you. Like there's no way to avoid it. Um, so it's, it's a little more scripted in that regard, but, uh, yeah, you just kind of, you play as this box character and each level sets you with a series of challenges. Um, in, th- in this case, we, I have not played any of the single player mode in, in this new game. Uh, we just played this, uh, the co-op mode, which you can play as a single player and just kind of swap between the two different characters. That's and cool. there's just, <laughs> there's just box boy and box girl. I think they're, they have names. I didn't catch them, but, uh, but there's just like each world has like six or seven levels and they throw a new little gimmick. You know, sometimes there's spikes that you have to avoid. Sometimes there's like these electrical blocks that you have to avoid as well and and your main um method of getting around you can you know you can walk and you can jump again like not very ably but then you can extend like each level will give you uh you can extend boxes out to either above you to the left or the right you can't go below you um but you can you know everything's kind of grid based i guess in in a in a sense yeah and uh and you can you know you can extend to clear if there's a gap that's you know you it's too far for you to cross jumping you can create a couple boxes and throw them you know you have a limit to how many you can create uh, at a time in each level but let's say i can make two at a time i can create two chuck them over the spikes cover up that gap and then we can walk across it no problem or um i can extend upwards so that dj's character can then climb up to a higher ledge i love stuff um, like that yeah, and it starts to get a little trickier when you can then like one of the mechanics that's a, like a little more physics based or not physics based, but a little more platformy. But you can kind of create like a, an upwards, like an upside down L shape, and then latch onto any ledge. So wherever, like, let's say I can create five boxes, I can create four up and then one to the left, and then I can jump up and hook that one that's hanging off to the left onto a ledge. And then if I retract or like kind of yeah, if I retract. Is that the right word? Retract? Yeah, if I retract, it'll like it'll pull me towards right. the end, not to where my body is. It'll actually pull me towards the end of my chain so I can get up onto that ledge without actually being able to jump that high. Right. And it's so there there's kind a lot like of interesting puzzles or something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's a good, that's a really good example, yeah. But uh it gets it gets interesting cuz there's like challenges that are all based on like there's a crown or sometimes multiple crowns on each level that are just kind of precariously pra- placed none of them have been super difficult to grab so far um from what we've played um and then there's uh just how many boxes did you actually create and uh dj and i are maybe getting a little more into like because you can extend and keep holding down the button and then retract and if you'd never let the button go you never technically use those boxes so 
to get our three star rankings, which we don't know if we really have to be going this like meta on it, but we're definitely like, all right, oh, you yeah. extend and just hold it down. I'll climb up. I'll get up there. Then you retract. And like we're, we're, we've beat a few levels with using zero boxes. Wow. And like definitely trying to figure out some different ways. Uh, and it, it is a little annoying. At first, exactly I thought I kind of liked it, but they don't they don't really tell you how many you need. Like you need to use less than 10 to get the three metal ranking and it, you know yeah, they just, at they first just i kind of like how that. many medals you got but not what yeah. the requirement was you kind of have to just intuit okay we used 20 and we only got two medals out of the three so we got to try to do less than 20 but it doesn't <laughs> say you have to do less than 15 to hit the you know so it's it's a little some of them you know like you, like we said we use zero and we got the three stars some of them we use 35 and we got the three stars so it, all the levels are very varied um, there's some that are just like you can see the exit and the start right on the same screen. Right. Some of them you're kind of moving along a path for a little bit longer. But um, if you're familiar with the with the Box Boy series on the 3DS, it's it's pretty much just more of the same. Um, you know, I feel bad when I'm playing these puzzle games sometimes. and <laughs> I feel like DJ feels the same, not to speak for you, but we were bossing each other around a little bit. And I, I, I don't know, once we kind of just talked about it and we're like hey just as long as we're just trying to solve the puzzles like no one's being an asshole here <laughs> yeah, yeah. so but it but it feels like you're being an asshole like no you know, just try this yeah like once once one of us sees a solution just do it this way <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we got i feel like we got into a good flow of like we we basically yeah, we were like each other okay if you <laughs> if you feel like you have a solution start describing it but also start doing the first step of that solution so that you can start setting it up and then you can describe to me what I'm supposed to do after that. Makes sense. And then we can go from there. So we, we got, I don't, I have no idea how long this game is, but we're on like the sixth or seventh world man that again are like, you know, seven or six or seven levels each. Wow. Uh, they're super bite sized. It's nothing, nothing super meaty. Um, definitely you could play one level in a couple minutes, you know, maybe five, you can, but you can get stumped here and there. Um, but for the most part, we've been kind of just chugging along, but I'm, I'm having a good time. It's a super clean black and white aesthetic for the most part. There's a few colors here and there to kind of accent some things, but I, I'm not a huge fan of the art style. It looked a little little nicer on the 3DS, and I don't know if that's just the nature of, you know, just having like a kind of small bite size experience on a small bite size platform. Right. But blowing it up big on the TV, it does... It does feel like a little bit more of a trite experience, I guess. I, I don't know how else to describe that. I, I, I'm, I'm having a good time. And again, for 10 bucks, I mean, it's, it's well worth the $10 I paid for it. But uh, I don't know. It's, there's something about it that's leaving me feeling like it's lacking some character. Yeah, I mean, I guess the lack of color is what bothers me more than, I guess, the style itself. Because, you know, I feel like it, it's very similar looking to a Paper Mario game. Yeah, it has a yeah. very like super paper Mario. I know we kind yeah. of specifically compared it to. Yeah. But just a yeah, just purely almost purely black and white version. So, you know, some color would help, but you know, the style to to me isn't a big issue. Yeah, and I, I guess can it's, see what you mean. It's not so much the style. I don't I, I was telling this to DJ as well, uh Randall, and I don't know if yeah. you agree, but like so, something about when you play the box boy games on the 3ds like not just that it's so small and bite-sized but like because that screen is so pixelated yeah like it feels like this like small charm like it almost feels like you're playing like a graphing calculator game yeah. <laughs> that somebody made or something like that just somehow made it onto the 3ds where like this feels like a really clean like it feels like you're playing like a flash game or something and 
Well, and you got to think when they made these graphical design choices, they're probably also thinking, what's going to pop out with a 3D effect without being right. too crazy? And it's probably Although something I, did, like this. Did those games even have 3D? Now I, that I, I said that, I'm not that actually I did. positive. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Oh, man. Crank that slider up to max. There you go. I only um, ever yeah, I did. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I only ever went about halfway on that. Really? I, I actually always cranked it up all the oh, way. God, I'm, yeah, you, I, I, I really enjoy the you, 3D effect on the 3DS. You're out of your mind. T- no, I do too. But it just like it like wore my eyes down to go full blast most of the time, even with the I, new 3DS with the tracking thing. I guess I, I never played any game on that system for whether it was new 3DS or the original, but like I never played anything for that long. Yeah. Like, like, the longest bursts were probably Super Mario 3D World. Yeah. That I played. 3D and, Land. Th- oh, yeah. Kevin. Sorry. Yeah. Super Mario 3D Land, which is far outclasses 3D World. And I, I really like 3D World, but 3D I think Land. 3D Land. Land. You just couldn't beat the last level in 3D World. <laughs> oh, geez. that's true. But uh, but I, I don't know. 3D Land is is maybe my second favorite 3D Mario game. It's so good. After, after Galaxy. It's unbelievably good. We should probably dedicate time to that in the future at some point. Yeah. God, I love that game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but I, I didn't have too much more to add about Box Boy and Box Girl. I know I talked a lot there. DJ, did you have anything that uh, you wanted to contribute or add to that? I have nothing to contribute. Ever. <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped but to keep going for whatever that's worth. You're, you're fresh to the series, right? You have Completely not played fresh. any of the oh, okay, 3DS yeah. games? Okay. And you've played some of them, Randall? Yeah, definitely the first couple I, I put some time into on 3DS and always liked the uh, the gameplay design of, of these games. And just the, uh, just the whole conceit of this one being the the co-op type of like you got to work together to like jump on top of each other kind of i was thinking about like snipper clips or something like that or yeah chip and dale rescue rangers on nes or like those type of games i love those type of games yeah Um, and it's it sorry go uh, but it's another good one that that doesn't you know we mentioned that it doesn't require a lot of like finesse and stuff and it, it does get a little tricky with like even even for me, like being used to using a control and stuff, I, I will still find myself like, oh, shit, I hit the wrong button or whatever. Right. But it's really generous. You could just hit L and R to go to the last checkpoint, which is basically after each little obstacle. So you, you oh, can really nice. go back like one. Oh, let me try this. OK, that used too many blocks. Let me go back. That's awesome. Um, it, it, there's a lot of flexibility in that regard. That goes a long um, way. Oh, yeah, because, you know, if you do everything perfectly until the end and then fuck up and it's just like oh i have to replay this whole level to get the three the three mouths like right. no just redo that one part yeah yeah which Otherwise is which is really stopping. nice it's yeah. a, it's a really streamlined experience in that regard but it but it is also um although there is this co-op feature that's it's a totally separate campaign there's a there's two different campaigns essentially that are hey this is the single player campaign and this is the two player which again you can play it single player but it has like right right on it's like two players and it says like recommended with like a little star next to it. Okay. So so that's recommended to be played, but you can jump back and forth between all the different characters or between uh or between yeah, not all the different characters, but the two different characters. Like you'd have to control <laughs> both of them and like put them in places like, type of thing. Like Lost Viking style. Yeah. yeah. Like you gotta like move this character, okay, now switch this one. Uh, so that that probably wouldn't ass. allow 
to do yeah. the types of things that DJ and I are doing, right. where we like extend but hold it down, you know, <laughs> yeah. unless unless you're playing, I don't know, with like a dance pad and yeah, a controller. Yeah, like basically being gymnasts in Box yeah. Boy. Yeah. No, but it's it's really fun, and I like I said, I haven't tried any of the single player, and I'm sure it is just more of the same. But again, for for ten bucks to have two fully fleshed out campaigns, yeah, that's like, I don't awesome. feel like don't feel like this is like a half ass thing. You know, no. it feels like it's some well thought out puzzles. So very um, cool. And and again, it's it's a good game to maybe introduce to some people. I, I feel like I didn't fully get that thought out, but like good game to introduce some people that don't play a lot of games because it doesn't have that finesse. You don't have to stick these crazy jumps and these crazy per- precision platforming and stuff. It's yeah. just like it's all about brain teasers. And right. Like really. How can I do this by using the least amount of blocks, especially if you're somebody who gets suckered into getting the high score or getting the <laughs> all the medals or getting the A ranking no, or we whatever. Don't, we don't do that. Yeah, I don't know anybody <laughs> like that. <laughs> but uh, but I feel like uh, that's that's all I, all we had to say about that. But if. Uh, like a pretty good segue i know you uh you and tina booted up some captain toad uh treasure tracker this week randall and i feel like that's a pretty good segue because i know they added in some co-op features to that very much so uh so captain toad treasure tracker uh it again originally came out on wii u and now this is the switch version that uh, i've been spending some time with uh my wife tina and i played some of the co-op so when the switch version originally came out they advertised it with co-op but what they really meant is the second player only had a pointer a la like uh super mario galaxy or something like that which is collect those bits (laughs) (laughs) which is fun if you want to sit back and be a second person just drinking a beer but that's not really that engaging uh, all things considered so <laughs> yeah what, it's not not some couch not the couch co-op that you're looking for. uh no no so when i first bought that i was kind of disappointed because i didn't look far enough into it when they had advertised that to see what it actually was i just assumed it was oh okay there's toad and toadette or another toad and we'd play you know the same level at the same time with two characters so they actually patched that in um when they did uh, DLC, they announced some free DLC and some paid DLC uh, for this game. But along with the free DLC, they patched in actual two-player local co-op where you can play as Toad and Toadette. And you're playing in these little vignette levels, which you can, you know, it's like this 3D level that is... It's like a little diorama yeah, almost. Yeah, it's like a diorama that's it's often very vertical with a lot of little secret kind of pathways through, and your characters can't jump. So you're just generally looking for paths and things to, like, pluck out of the ground that might be coins or something you can throw at an enemy that might be bothering you. Uh, and you're trying to collect... Uh, different items in a stage, either the gems or coins or, you know, whatever else. And then getting the, I believe it's a crown at the end of the levels, crown or a diamond. I, I forget. But it's like, it might be a diamond. I don't know. Whatever it is, you collect yeah. the star. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yes, yeah, so you get the star at the end of the level. Um, but yeah, so Tina and I played some uh, co-op of that and we had a really good time. It's just, it's just a fun, like, yeah, we're a little bit tired, but we want to play something together that's a little bit laid back. And that just really fit the bill of just something that's like, yeah, kind of like uh, kind of like we were talking about with Box Boy. Like you're just looking at a screen and you're kind of analyzing the puzzle before you start. Right. You're kind of right. saying like, all right, you go this way, you go this way. Let's try this out together and see if if this works. Um, and, you know, I just love again, I just love that type of coordination that can happen in a co-op setting. So. Um, there's often uh, secret conditions in the levels, too, that you find out about 
after you've beat it to say like, oh, you know, you can go back in this level and there's actually a secret uh, so-and-so, the secret, you know, gem that you didn't see before that gives you another reason to go back and replay a level. Yeah, um, there's like a challenge, right? Or like yep. kill all the enemies or kill all the good. Uh, there's like always like a a, a, a th- goal to complete to yep. get like the extra little tick mark. Yeah, one <laughs> on extra checkbox per yeah. page. So in- <laughs> The other thing, too, is like all the levels are in this book, this kind of hardcover book that opens up and each level is on a different page, which is kind of a cool way to present that as well. Um, But the only the only flaw, if you were to call it a flaw that we found is so both players have the ability to rotate the level at the same time with, uh, with the right analog <laughs> stick. <laughs> yeah. That could get old really fast. Yeah, So that's, uh, <laughs> it was fine for us, you know, once we kind of got used to that, but it's, or did you end up like distinguishing like, Hey, I'll control the camera or anything like that, or any kind of communication tactic for that, or yeah, just kind of communicating, you know, back and forth to say like, Oh yeah. Could you, did you see something over there? Yeah. Go ahead and like rotate it to kind of see what you see. And I'll kind of walk down this path. Cause I can kind of still see what I'm doing over here too. Um, so yeah, just, just a lot of communicating the, that way. But besides the regular kind of diorama toad levels, there's also these kind of on rail shooter levels. And we experienced one of those before we stopped too. Um, it was kind of like the last, uh, like boss chapter, um, and that was a ton of fun too. You'd like drop immediately into this mine cart and then it's like a first person mode where you're shooting out your, uh, you know, turnips. Yeah. The turnips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, hitting blocks and, and hitting bad guys and collecting the gems with your turnips. And so they kind of, uh, vary up the different gameplay elements too. So yeah, I'm having a fun time with this game. I'm glad they re-released it. And I think there might be another set of DLC because I bought the DLC package. I think they still have a little bit left to release, but don't quote me. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. That's what mostly we were playing is the DLC stuff. I was, I was just going to say now, were you playing like these DLC levels that are, that are co-op like specifically co-op? I know you said they added it into the rest of the game, but I mean, are you finding that they're a la kind of like box boy box girl are they doing like a totally separate campaign that's like requiring you to work together or are they still just more of the same that you can also just happen to play together yeah more of the same definitely more of a i think designed for single player use but work beautifully as co-op levels as well and yeah i've just been playing the dlc stuff because i did play a decent amount of this on wii u um yeah i actually beat this game on the wii u and i I also had a fantastic time and not to not to spoil anything for this game um so just fair warning skip ahead a minute or two if you're worried about any spoilers although it's not anything (laughs) super significant but tag it in the description i I know you said (laughs) that these are uh these are some of the no i'm not gonna do that yeah Um, But I know you said this is like presented in like a book form, you know, and yeah. And as I was playing it, I was kind of like, oh, this is like, man, I'm having a great time. These puzzles are really clever. Um, and it's just like a, it's just really charming. And actually, uh, to go back to Super Mario 3D World, uh, not land world, but this is where these uh, levels kind of uh, spawn. They were like little mini like puzzle challenges in Super Mario 3D World. There was like one Captain Toad level oh, in each yeah. world. Right. And then they spun this off into a full right, game. Right, right, And then now I've added some different things. But I really enjoyed those. And was when I found out they were making a full game, I was like, oh, I'm curious. And I think it was only like 40 bucks yeah. as opposed to the full 60, you know, retail price game. Yes, it was. Um, 
And I was just like, I had a great time. And again, once you beat that first book, I was like, oh, this is that was a fun little game. And then, oh, shit, a second book opens up and there's a whole second campaign. And then after you beat that, a third book opens up. and There's a whole third (laughs) campaign. And like there's like not they're not like boss battles, but because they still are puzzly. Yeah. But there's there's still is like some like some hectic is not quite the right word, but there's these these fast paced frantic moments and and you're you're still dodging some stuff again you don't need that total you don't need full uh you don't need to have full understanding of like how to use a controller as long as you have can move a character around with the joystick you know again right. like you In can't jump you, it's not it's not yeah. crazy finesse but you do need to maneuver around a little bit yeah um and you need to be able to you know you got to have some good timing it's not all about just hitting buttons um but yeah, I, I mean, I had a blast at this game. I really, I've considered rebuying it multiple times on the Switch, and if it ever is cheap enough, I probably will snag it. Um, especially with these co-op additions, I don't think they ever added that stuff into the Wii U version. So, right, no, um, they didn't. So that was a major reason why I double dipped on this one. Yeah, and and again, just just nice to see Nintendo just you know see them realize or recognize that they had a good idea. Yeah in super mario you know maybe i don't know if they were just testing the waters with it in super mario 3d world or or what the what the end goal was if they if the end goal was to you know introduce that so that they can make this game right or what but but to me it just seems like realizing that they had something there and and deciding hey let's flesh this out let's see what we can do with this let's put some people on this and and turned it into something and thankfully it turned into something really really fun that's a little bit different from the mario stuff you know because the mario games are solely focused on jumping or oh yeah primarily focused on jumping and this is focused on nothing but not jumping yeah <laughs> you know it's it, it it makes you think outside the box a little bit yeah which which, which sounds cool. like it wouldn't be fun but it it totally is yeah because it, it puts you out of your natural comfort zone with a mario game and says okay yeah, here's a level that looks a lot like Mario, but you are not Mario. You yeah, I have and, his abilities <laughs> and a really nice balance. Yeah, of, of like that puzzle solving and finesse. I, I, I found it was a really nice like I felt satisfied when I figured something out. Oh, yeah. But I also felt satisfied when I like weaved my way through a little set of traps. So, yep, a re- really nice, uh, you know, honed experience. Yep. Really fun, creative levels in the DLC, too. So I'd, I definitely fully recommend going that route if you do end up buying the Switch version. It's getting that DLC. Yeah. Have you have you played this at all ever, DJ? No, just uh, the levels that they had in 3D World. Okay. So. Any any thoughts on those or any recollections or not really? Oh, God, so long ago, <laughs> but, you know, I... I, I, I like puzzles. I, I mean, I, I remember, you know, I think I had a generally good time with that game, and that was a big part of that game, so... Yeah, and I, and I will say they, they really take those ideas and run with them. Like, it, it's, yeah. it does not feel as tiny as, like, those felt like, oh, here's a little challenge. Like, these feel like not full-fledged levels, but, I mean, they're, they, they are bite-sized, but they, they feel... A little more well fleshed out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just one little gimmick or one no. little idea that you got to figure out. It's like multiple layers. Yes. Of oh, you got to do this to be able to do this and then this. You know, it's a, there's a, there's more to it than what is on offer in the Super Mario uh, 3D World game. So if you right. if you enjoyed yeah. those puzzles uh, and wanted a little more out of that or wanted to have a little more leisurely Mario experience while still uh, itching your noggin a little bit, I'd say it's definitely worth checking out all right i'll take your copy of it uh, <laughs> yeah you should no, you definitely buy it so can make a sequel <laughs> uh. anyways 
Um, DJ, <laughs> you got anything else you want to talk about this week? DJ, I, mean, or? I didn't have much time for anything else considering I finally beat Bad North. <laughs> after we haven't talked much about that, do you have anything you want to? <laughs> Oh, jeez. All right. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I played over 60 hours of it. I don't regret any of it. Go buy Bad North. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we definitely talked about this game the last couple of weeks. And uh, was there anything that changed? Like, do you feel like you'll go back once you beat it? I know we mentioned maybe on one of the previous episodes, there's a new update coming out, It's which is called the Jotun yeah. update or expansion and they're going to add some new enemy types they're actually going to add some of the features that dj talked about not caring for um in the game which is like when you go to each island it's going to kind of give you a heads up these are the enemy types that are going to be on that island we we're uh, looking into it online a little bit and there's going to be some new weapons and it seems like they're they're actually leaning towards maybe easing up the game a little bit or yeah. easing up the difficulty, but then they're also going to add a very hard difficulty oh instead of just having hard. Jeez. So it, it looks like they're, but they're really adding like they're adding it to where you're going to, instead of having to assign coins to a particular unit, you could just have a coin pool. And so they're, they're making it a little bit more forgiving, but also adding a little more depth and, and some more like perks and upgrades you can add to your, your parties and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things I was wondering, like, you know, are they, are they making it easier because you know people weren't up to the challenge or because like they realized they're like oh no like this should have been this should have always been here this is like the more fair way to do this um and i guess i wanted to you know be stubborn and prove that i could do it the original way before the update <laughs> was was released and you sure did but, you beat it on hard right yep took me yeah over 60 hours <laughs> <So>. <laughs> very very committed yeah you've been you've been on that like was, all for a couple of weeks yeah it was like i can't play another game until i <laughs> until i beat this so I, I can't play venture this. kid until I <laughs> beat well the nice thing too is again i know we mentioned this before but like unlike 20xx where you're like you're playing each run and you're getting some soul chips and okay, yeah, I didn't beat it, but now I'm more powerful or now I have more health or now I have more whatever. Like, Bad North is just like, oh, you didn't beat it? Fuck you. Start, start back at the beginning. Like, Try again. With nothing. It's, I, I, I don't know. There, there was definitely a time where that probably would have been off-putting to me, and I, I don't know what changed in my mind about that, but, like, you know, for, for example, like, we talked about Swords of Ditto, and it was like, I want to play this the permadeath way, and even I haven't played Cadence of Hy- Hyrule yet. But I want to play that the permadeath way because, like, I I don't know. The stakes I, I are like, higher. Yeah, it's more engaging. I think the, that the stakes way. are higher, and yeah, that engaging like you don't know what's going to happen, and you have to rely more on your instincts yeah. more than memorization. Yeah, which again, that's that's why I was really having a great time with Twenty XX because, like, I can't even though like it's procedurally generated, but there's clearly like little chunks of levels that are like. Oh, this was like a chunk that was designed and this was a chunk that was designed and this was a chunk and there's a, it mixes it up quite a bit, but like, I still found myself like, I don't know, like moving around just feels good and challenging no matter what. I I don't, I don't know exactly the point I'm trying to make here. Neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of, I kind of forgot what we were even talking about, to be honest, but it was like the, the, you know, the notion of like 
only having one life and, you know, not being able to memorize something or. Right. Yeah, I guess like. I don't know. Yeah, I like to be on the edge of my seat instead of just knowing, like, I just have to keep playing this again and again and again. And eventually I'll just be so good at it that I don't even have to think about it. We're like 20 XX. I always have to think about it. You know, I always have to. Can I make that jump? I don't know. That makes sense. I I, I like that feeling. And that's something that I think a lot. You know, I, I keep talking roguelike after roguelike, but that's something that I really enjoy out of these games, even though, you know, the Mega Man. On the whole, those games are typically more like, you know, you get a little more immersed. You're like you're going into the sewers and you're going into these different areas that feel more cohesive and yeah, and make a little more sense. But uh, but I still just like that, like that variable factor for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes it you, you get. Well, I'll, I'll just speak for myself. I feel more rewarded when I beat something like that rather than like, Oh, I just memorized something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I played the song exactly like they wanted me to, you know? Right. There's a, there's a little more of a skill factor that comes into play. Not that it doesn't take skill or a different set of skills to memorize things and and compartmentalize that. Yeah. It's like, but you, you're, you yourself become like more adaptable to whatever comes your way. Yeah. Yeah. You just get, you get more fluent in like the game's language, which, which really feels great. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I love that feeling. So yeah. Um, got a little, got a little derailed there, but, uh, anything else you've been playing this week, Randall or DJ or I, that, you know, I, I've really been putting all my time into 20 XX and box boy and box girl. Uh, I've started the messenger, um, which is like a ninja Gaiden like, uh, game. There's definitely some different ideas in there, but yeah, it's yeah. like thematically and and whatnot. It's yeah, it's got yeah. that vibe for sure. Yeah, and there's you know from the trailer, it looks like there's a point where you can where there's going to be like 16 bit type graphics. I haven't reached that point yet, but you know that was I'm, something that I believe was like a Kickstarter goal that like they it was a Kickstarter game and they hit some goal that was like oh no we're going to turn this into like a more full fledged experience now with. 8-bit and 16-bit levels interweaving or intermingling within one another, so. Crazy. Yeah, no, I, so, just started that, so I'm pumped to keep going and uh, keep you informed. <laughs> keep how, how, far, how, how far are you along? Just a few levels, or? Yeah, I'd just be, like, the first level. I'm maybe, like, an hour in. Okay. But liking cool. how it feels so far. I, I yeah, this one's worth. been on my radar, and, and one and another one from Devolver Digital, who's a huge <laughs> indie publisher oh, yeah. who I'm sure we've mentioned a couple times, if not more by now. So last week we kind of forgot to talk about it a little bit, or at least I wanted to talk about it a little bit, but uh, we went out to uh, Logan arcade, which is a local uh, bar here in nice. Chicago with a bunch of arcades um, or a bunch of arcade games. I should say it's called a bar uh, arcade, Kevin, but, <laughs> but they've got uh they've got a couple of uh, killer queen cabinets and I'm not sure if this is a game that you're familiar with, although you live in another <laughs> big city or nearby Randall. Oh, I'm familiar um, have, with killer have, queen. Okay. So this is uh you know, and unfortunately it's a, it's a game that travels around to different, uh, you know, conventions and shows and stuff like yeah. that. And then uh, and they have it in a few bigger city, you know, a lot of these, you know, Chicago and Seattle where Randall's at like they and Portland. I think they're they're in a few different yeah. arcade bars or barcades, if I'm going to be politically correct here. Arcade, yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a game that's going to be coming to the switch soon. Killer Queen Black in particular. And I'm, I'm imagining that'll come to other consoles and platforms eventually. 
uh, but I believe it does have an exclusive Switch, at least launch release. Huh. Um, but at least in the arcade version, uh, I've played this a handful of times at Logan, and it it can get a little cutthroat. Like people can get really there's leagues there and stuff like that, and people that are playing can be can kind of be assholes. And <laughs> and to be frank, um, but uh, it's, but this it's time just becomes super competitive. Yeah, it's like, but it's like there's like this like oh you're not serious about playing. It's like I'm I'm here to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't come here to be a dick. So I. Uh, we went uh, to the arcade bar anyway for for DJ's birthday a couple weeks ago or last week and uh, played some Killer Queen. And we were kind of like milling around trying to find enough people to play because it's a five on five game. And you essentially have there's two sides of the cabinet. There's one team plays on one side, almost like a battleship setup where like you can't see the other teams. You can see what they're doing on the actual game screen, but like they're on one side. You, you can kind of hear each other talking, but it's enough with all the other commotion that's going on in the bar, at least there's enough commotion. You really can't hear. You can maybe hear them like talking shit. You might hear them be like, Oh, they're, they're going for this strategy. Um, which I guess we should get into real quick. So you, it's kind of like a single screen arcade game. a la something like Donkey Kong, the original Donkey Kong or, um, joust or yeah the gameplay's got similarity to like joust or balloon. Yeah. Joust is probably a better comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. You have you have three different ways to win. Is that correct, DJ? Yeah, yeah. So each side has like a queen bee, and then like uh, four uh, up to four worker bees. Um, and so the worker bees can collect berries for the hive, uh, and you know, collecting like like I fifteen or like, twenty or something. Yeah, like that. that that's one way. Like first team to do that can win. Um, your worker bees can uh, turn into f- like fighter bees or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. soldiers <laughs> if, um, if you're not a fighter bee only the queen can attack correct right. except for if you turn into a little fighter bee which you have to use the berries that you collect and instead of taking them back to your hive you have to use them to get either like a speed power up or a uh, a fighter power up or different different power ups that you can get yeah but so you like the queen um and the f- fellow fighters can attack the other team's queen and if you can kill the other team's queen three times that's a way to get a military victory uh i guess the the berry victory is the economic victory and then uh at some place in the level there's a snail where if you're a worker bee you can jump on it and there will be like a, a goal for each team uh on the opposite um, side of the screen yeah and you can very slowly ride the snail into uh one of your nets um but you're completely vulnerable to attack while on there but if you're able to you know make it all the way if like people are preoccupied with getting all the berries or you or know the queen only has one life left and everyone's trying to protect the queen you can like maybe get away with like oh everyone's focus is on these berries they don't see me i'm just gonna the ride the queen or like victory. or ride the snail yeah and some, sometimes <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna ride the queen um or, <laughs> or you can like you can jump like at one of the rounds i jumped on the snail right at the beginning and just like made it you know a third of the way down to our goal um, before anybody even realized I was on the snail because everyone just started, you know, doing their opening game strategy. Nice. Um, but yeah, we I had a really good time playing. I've played before and again, like had just kind of played with some people who were getting competitive or maybe like league was about to start. I, I don't really know. It's kind of a weird vibe around the cabinet sometimes. But uh, 
this time was like we were just kind of milling around, like figuring out, do we have enough people? Should we try to find a few more? And then some other people came up to us like, hey, you guys want to play? And so we just started playing. We even had a couple people, random people join our team or one random person, at least. That's so cool. Um, but it, it really like when it's fun and when it's called, you know, I get, you could hear the other team talking a little shit. We're talking a little shit, but like in, in good fun, it wasn't like this, like serious. I, I don't know. Just some of that stuff can be like like Smash Brothers can get that way sometimes, too. If you're playing with people who take it super seriously, it's like it's a game, man. And like if you're at a tournament, that's one thing. But like we're yeah. literally just playing this game for the fun of it. Right. So. Yeah, like, I mean, like like during the leagues, I get it. It's a league match. And if you're serious about this game, whatever. I got no problem with that. But like if it's off hours and it's we're just <laughs> playing for fun, you know, it's like going to the bowling alley. Right. And people have a couple of free bowling and like, yeah, yeah it's free bowling. Hey, hey, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, hey, get it. You know, it's just I, I, I don't know how I feel about yeah. the, the attitude and the culture that surrounds this game, at least in these barcades. So I'm I'm personally really excited for this game to be coming out on a platform that I can play online and in my house with people that I actually like. And you can avoid strangers. everybody Although, else, all the rest <laughs> of humanity. Yeah, but again, the, these people that we ended up playing with kind of helped me have a good time playing it because, I don't know, we were kind of in that weird state of like, ah, we don't have enough people to play, and right. like, but we, and we ended up just having fun. So. Yeah, just the fact that it's you know going to be more available will make it so people of all you know levels of competition will be able to play not just the ones that play it the most that right? are in tournament play you know yeah. yeah at this one bar in the city that has the, the <laughs> yeah. Game. yeah again it's like i think there's only like you know a dozen or a couple dozen yeah. cabinets in the, yeah, there in aren't the country, that many cabinets so. out there yeah so it's it's a game that's kind of hard to come across and is kind of this niche market kind of like stuff like you know not not anymore but stuff like nidhog or mm-hmm. or johan sebastian joust and stuff like that like these games that just kind of travel around to conventions and and whatnot and just kind of have a name in that regard right but but it's cool to see something like this really getting a full full-fledged release i'm excited i have it pre-ordered so nice i'm excited and that's i think Switch. what what is that august or september that that comes out i think it's, it's like august really 20th soon. or something i think it is august yeah yeah i'm pretty excited for that again i don't i'm not going to go for the physical copy i'm a sucker for having the uh these pick up and play fire them up games like right on the switch to like, Oh, you guys in the mood for some killer queen? Let's do it. Yeah. Like, no, I gotta, I mean that I'm the laziest piece of shit ever, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much what it boils down to. So I can't um, blame you. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, looking forward to playing some killer queen once that's out on switch. And, uh, that's a really all I had to say about that. So, uh, is it time for the, uh, game of the month wrap up yeah so uh so yeah i think we mentioned at the top of the episode here that we're going to uh we're going to forego the game of the week uh format that we've been using for the past uh for pretty much every episode so far i think we've maybe have gone off that a couple times but i think uh you know a game every week is just number one (laughs) getting to you know we're spending a bunch of money we're also uh you know, it, it just a week's time is pretty short. So yep. we want to make sure that we're picking a game that we're all three interested in playing and maybe one that we have all spent little to no time playing um, so that we can all be coming in to something fresh and have something that uh, anyone listening along can play along with us and have plenty of time to squeeze in at least enough time to you know feel like you can engage in the conversation. And uh, yeah, so I think this month uh, or for the month of July, I should say, 
uh, we're going to go. I guess it is this month. This by the time this comes out. Heck yeah. But uh, we'll also, be uh, right now. It's July 1st. God, I got to pay my bills. Got to pay those bills, those automobiles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. So not Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which was just released and uh, is kind of like a Castlevania Symphony of the Night spiritual successor from the creator of that game or one of the creators of that game if i'm not mistaken but uh but this is a game from uh inti creates which was like a kickstarter goal that is more along the lines from what i understand of castlevania 3 for the nes there's like a few different characters you can swap between um and this is one that i think we all own yep Uh, i think dj and randall have put a very minimal amount of time into and i have not touched so i think we're excited to play something semi-relevant even though it isn't the actual <laughs> new game and uh and go from there do you guys have any... about it yeah yeah i mean castlevania 3 was the the castlevania game that uh, we owned growing up oh cool uh, so like i remember just my dad and i playing that game a lot so you know really looking forward to playing a game that you know is carries that torch yeah 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 yeah. i i've i've never really played any i mean i've i've dabbled in all of the castlevania games like i've booted them up i played them on the ds the nes the super nes the i've I've played a little bit i've played symphony of the night i played a lot of all of them but i've or a little bit of all of them or a lot of them um but i really haven't put any significant time into any of them except for maybe there was one of the ones on the DS that I that I think I beat and got a really shitty ending for. Um, but <laughs> other than that, I really haven't put much time in, especially into the NES ones. I really have just played like I know you used to play them when we back when we lived together, DJ. And like I've definitely played a tiny bit, but but haven't put any real time into it. So I'd be curious to play this one and get a little taste of it and also hear how you guys feel like it stacks up uh, compared to, you know, its roots. Definitely. Yeah, I've got a decent amount of Castlevania experience myself, so I've been holding off on this one. Very, very excited to play through this game finally. So Nice. Yeah, may, and if I have a good time playing this, maybe I'll finally boot up those uh, all those Castlevania games that I bought uh, from that weird guy in that trailer <laughs> <that> one time. <laughs> Did you get all of them from? I didn't. Wow. I, didn't I, I got them all from too. that guy. Yeah, Jeez. I had none of them at that point. So I picked them all up from God, that. You got so many that games guy. that time. <laughs> that guy That guy had so many games. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we'll probably get into that another time. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we'll have them on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Stories Call of up. Pursuit. Uh, <laughs> yeah pursuing pixels quite literally <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways uh i think that uh that wraps up a pretty sloppy episode for us this week so <laughs> i'll uh have some editing to do on my hands but uh you're welcome hopefully a sloppy for you, Kevin. <laughs> made it a sloppy, sloppy joe for you. little sloppy joe for you <laughs> sloppy j <Sloppy> <laughs> But anyways, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you want to find us on the Internet, we're at PursuingPixels.com, and you can just search yes, Pursuing Pixels otherwise. Yes, sir. Uh, but until then, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Uh, have a good night and rest of the week, and we'll talk to you next time. Take Bye, care. everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye.
Bye bye. Bye bye. What's that? What's that from DJ? Oh god. Oh, the Jim Baker stuff. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. You ever watch any of those like super deluxe videos, Randy, where they're all like just crazy, like edited, like Steve Harvey clips and Jim Baker, who's like that weird like ex-convict pastor of some kind. He's like, you gotta buy these buckets of my. <laughs> my apocalypse my, food. My, my end times. <laughs> yeah, he's there's and these people just edit these videos together like they're you know those like big plastic like circle tubs that literally the only thing I've ever seen them used for is like at a family reunion full of ice and beer or soda. Uh-huh. Like you know what I'm talking about? They're like you get them at like and they're almost like little mini kid pools almost. Yeah. They're not big enough yeah, to be yeah. a kid pool, but it's like and they're like just brewing up these stews in these big buckets and like scooping them out with like these la- giant ladles. And they're like, oh, look at that chili. And it's just like dripping off the spoon. Uh, 